Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome back to Sitcom D&D, a real play Dungeons & Dragons podcast recorded in front of a fake studio audience today you are joining us for a season reflection for season two we did it y'all season two is in the bag wrap it up wrap it up send it out (laughs) and we are back with a vengeance to answer questions from you What, what is this? Is this what like is... a morning radio show? What is this energy? It's horrible. What it what it honestly is is I have like a a slight cold and I'm overcompensating trying to bring the energy. It's working, man. Now. It's so working yeah, for me. You've definitely overcompensated. <laughs> Let me walk it back. Let me walk it back. <clears throat> so we're gonna like answer a couple questions from you guys. Perfect. Oh. <laughs> Perfect. But seriously, we are very excited to answer your questions and then just kind of reflect on the season ourselves. We haven't, you know, got together as a group and reflected upon season two yet. So I'm very excited to have this little time together to do that. Um, So I think the way that this will work is um, first, I just have a, a, a few questions, maybe even just one for the gang. And from there, we'll get into some listener-submitted questions from, like, Twitter, Instagram, and our Discord on Patreon. Uh, and I think we got a buttload, so uh, we should be, we should yes, be let here me check. for a good hot minute. Yep, we, yeah, we got a buttload. Okay, confirmed. Yeah. Confirmed. Confirmed. Confirmed buttload. <laughs> and to our listeners, uh, yeah, Willie just checked his butt, so yeah, it is. <laughs> it's chock full. It is overflowing. Juicy. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. The first question that I have is a pretty general one, which is just like, what did you guys think of season two? <laughs> <laughs> Liked it. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start. Okay. I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna take the pressure off you guys. I am really, really, really proud of season two. And I think you guys should be too. I, it, it's I know you know we're I'm tooting my own horn here. We're tooting our own horns. We're tooting each other's horns. Uh, we're horn tooters. <laughs> we're horn tooters. Uh, but I just think it's really good. I um, I think, you know, as a project goes on, you like kind of learn more and more what it is and what you're trying to do and what what direction you want to take it. Um, and I think uh. Looking at season two, when I just look back at even some of just these like episode titles, I'm like, man, this was so much fun. And we took some, I think, some like creative big swings with like the flashback episodes um, in particular. uh, And then just uh, the way in which we executed all these all these different episodes. And I'm just really proud of it. And I'm proud of you guys. I thought um, everyone stepping up and getting more involved in like not only their character arcs, but also 
you know, story concepts uh, at large um, was awesome. And so for me personally, I'm just so glad that this exists. Like we have these 22 episodes of season two um, that are out there now in perpetuity. So thanks for being a part of it, guys. And thanks for crushing it. Yeah, I love this season. I mean, I loved season one so much. And I some of my favorite episodes are from that season. But I think that this season for me felt so fun to record and I think the um, uh, the mapping out of the season and knowing where we were going made everything way easier than season one, where we were sort of flying by the seat of our pants in some ways. Yeah, we were definitely like building the plane as we were flying it in season one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. That is an interesting concept, though, with like... Um, you know, because we get uh, we've gotten some questions before in the past, and be able to come up today of just like, how do you marry the two? You know, sitcom and D and D, and this was really helpful, I think, in this season to have the through line of Chalice and Jalpert's wedding as like, okay, we know that that's probably going to be like if it were a sitcom, that's a season finale type event. Right. And so then we didn't have to have every episode being a quest towards that wedding, um, but it is on the horizon, and you could kind of have it function as like an overarching D and D endpoint. Um, so it still leaves room for like, you know, bonkers things to happen throughout the season. But for our characters, there's like an emotional through line and drive towards a big event the whole time that kind of grounds everything, which I thought. Um, yeah, just made everyone feel a lot more like comfortable uh, and like have a better understanding of where things were headed. Mm -hmm. I felt really good about this season. I thought, yeah, we were kind of like exploring, kind of figuring some stuff out. But like just from like the foundation and all the characters and world building that we've been able to do and everything, like things this season, not that they did in the previous season, just felt like a lot, a lot more steady. There was a lot more to kind of like pull from it was like less of us just kind of grabbing at Play-Doh and trying to make something new and like being able to kind of, you know, use the tools that we've already created, use the characters and everything. And I think that was like really helpful for me personally and my uh, the growth of the character and everything like that. Like, I don't know. I feel like I know Seb better now where not that I didn't know where I was going or that I needed to kind of figure it out. But it's just like having that history behind him. And kind of like looking at it forward, it just feels so much more concrete. And yeah, I, I I felt really, really good about this this season for that. And just because it was like, it was just so much fun to play each and every week. Mm -hmm. Like just mm -hmm. looking at these episodes and what we've already talked about. It's like we did some insane things in this season. <laughs> like just like really things yeah. that shouldn't have worked, but they worked so fucking good. Uh, it's big swings, big fat home runs uh, <laughs> real freaking suckers oh and it was so much fun couple of laps around the bases waving at our friends and family <laughs> fat home runs <laughs> umpire chasing us going get off the field yeah i to piggyback off of ben seb uh i um, I've combined your names in my mind. <laughs> you are one person. <laughs> well <Ben's> up. <laughs> um, I really, really loved the f flashbacks in season two. I thought that, mm -hmm. um, to Ben's point, it 
just like helped with the history of each character and it really made me fall in love with them all over again like hearing where they came from and I you know we didn't plan this but as each one came out and was created each character had like such a sad (laughs) ending to their flashback and we really honestly didn't plan that like I feel like it just kind of organically came about that of course each of these like kind of shitty people (laughs) (laughs) come from like a sad story that where they like also kind of come together and are very like-minded but from such different worlds um and so it just made me really love the flashbacks i think those are that's what i'm most proud of looking back with season two because i just be like telling my family like oh man chalice's flashback is coming up and you guys are gonna (laughs) lose your mind (laughs) like i just loved each um each one and I felt like each one got better and better and better and you got to know the character even more which just makes it even better I love them mm-hmm. yeah definitely the character exploration this season was one of my favorite parts uh definitely the flashbacks uh but also the it, we it felt like we had more through lines throughout the season for our characters I think one of the things that was super helpful is that we knew when we started this season that it was going to be 22 episodes and we were going to finish a season and then have a season three next. Uh, when we started season one, we didn't know, like we didn't have an idea of how long the run was going to be. If we were just going to keep going and going, uh, the idea of seasons wasn't really thought of when we recorded episode one of season one. Uh, so to know that before season two was super, super helpful and could help, uh, from a general story census for uh, story idea for uh, the entire, you know, for all of sitcom D&D, but then also for our individual characters as well, which mm-hmm. is really, really nice uh, and will be nice going forward to have that knowledge uh, of a limited season, which is good. Totally. For sure, for sure. Um, Smash yeah, I think- that question. Smashed it. Y'all smashed it. Um, And so since that question is just lying broken on the floor, uh, let's let's move on to some listener questions. I think we'll lead. I think if you want to check your butt again, I think we've got a full load in there. Wait a minute. second. I hate it here. He smiled a lot while he did that. (laughs) I'm always smiling. (laughs) <laughs> All right, we got 50 different questions from, uh, like Sean said, from Discord, from Instagram, uh, from Twitter, and I will be rolling a D100, dividing by two, and that's how we will be getting our questions. Holy. Let's give this thing a go. Here we go. Rolling D100. All right, question number 15. 15, because I rolled a 30. Thank you. Do you guys get it? Okay. Oh. I'm starting to get yeah. it now. Okay. What is your wildest dream for the show? I ask because I often imagine the show as an animated series in my head. Anyone have hopes of that nature in their hearts? That's so funny. Literally, when the first part of that question, I was like, oh, an animated series. And then you kept reading, and I was like, oh, whoa, this person is me. Yeah. Did I write this? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
Yeah. Submitted by Elizabeth Andrews. 100%. Elizabeth did submit one that yeah. might come up. <laughs> and if, it, if it doesn't get rolled, I will read the question either way. Just a heads up. 100% see this as an animated series. Like in my head, when we're recording this, I literally see everything we're saying. And we, Aaron and I have had this conversation too, where we're like, I see you as chalice. Like when we sit down and put, it's like a very ritualistic thing to like put your headphones on and like sit in this chair in your little dark room. And then it just like transported to this place. And I literally, I'm a very physical comedian. So I fully see it in my head. And the moment we started describing what our characters are doing, I was just like, I see this and we got to draw this and we're going to make millions and Warner Brothers is going to be fighting <laughs> and we're going to get Paramount Plus in here. Nickelodeon's going to be uh, the Warner around Brothers the corner. are fighting each other. Yeah, yeah I was going to the say brothers. they're infighting. Oh, that's so dramatic. Think of a family. Oh, no. <laughs> that's so funny that you say that, Elizabeth, too, just because I feel like you do such a good job on the show while we're recording of being like, Beef kind of takes a look down and picks his belly button a little bit. And then takes a deep breath. Like you physicalize so well that I like mm-hmm. paint such a good picture. Like when when you're listening back, so that makes so much sense that you are experiencing it uh, that way. I am experiencing it full. <laughs> when we're pissing, I'm pissing. <laughs> my wildest dream is 100 years from now, oh VR is so advanced oh that people can experience. Our episodes, like Elizabeth experiences them now. You are in bottoms up. You feel the piss going down your throat. <laughs> it's an immersive virtual reality experience. Oh my gosh. Uh, Horrible. I have consciousness um, are uploaded. two ride. different things. Obviously, on top of whatever visual thing uh, we want to do to bring this to life, I have two other dreams. One is that we start doing like sitcom D&D presents and then we do like 10 episode series of a different TV genre inside the world of oh. D&D with different ones of us being like maybe one or two of us will be there um, and we get to work with other great improvisers that we love. So I would love to do that one day. Um, and then I would also love to do a live show as our characters, specifically in a bar. Um, there's a lot of like bar slash theater spaces in Chicago specifically that I think if we really go all out and we do a live show where we pretend it's bottoms up and we have people get to like drink and hang out and come dressed up in costumes and stuff, I think that would be the dream. That would be so cool. Yeah. I I will say my wildest dream for sure is animated show. I mean, that's my wildest dream outside of like before sitcom D&D was to write and create my own animated show. I mean, obviously, I do all the drawings for this. And, uh, you know, I I feel like I'm definitely visualizing this at all times. One of the things that I brought up to Sean recently, I went to a comic book store and I saw that like the Adventure Zone, they have a comic book there. Uh, Critical Role, they have their own comic book series. And the idea, the first step before it becoming an animated series, the first step of making it a comic book uh, feels like 
not even a wild dream. It feels very, very achievable and something yeah. that we can even do in-house, which I think would be very, very cool and very special. I just so, wish we knew a talented artist that we could count on to character design. I I'm yeah. keeping an eye mean. out. Too mean. <laughs> Too mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Waleed can do it. Oh. oh. We made his no, post no. sad. <laughs> I think for me, wildest dream. Yeah, I I love hearing the the visual stuff. I hadn't even fathomed a comic book, but that like I'm like, oh yeah, we could totally get that done. Like that sounds, that sounds so doable and everything. I think yeah, animated some sort of series would be awesome. I love the idea of like figuring out how to do like you know a live show like. Yeah. At a bar, not us just necessarily sitting at a table or something and recording, but like having it be this interactive sort of theater th is like very cool. And I, I don't know. Like I think some something visual is wild, but it is also not like unattainable. And I think hopefully it's something that'll come. Um, I, I I'm really curious to see what we do and how far this goes. But I I love everything that I've heard. Um, and yeah, I think animated is kind of like the logical one. We've talked about some other stuff behind the scenes and stuff of just kind of expanding our, how we present the podcast into like social media and stuff like that and adding some visual things. Those seem wild, but also attainable. I don't know. I'm feeling very empowered with the series <laughs> and with the, uh, you know, with the, I don't know the how we're excelling right now. It feels like we're full <laughs> throttle. We're we're to, straight to the edge, and I'm I'm loving it. So, Ben, Ben, watch out! Ben's feeling empowered. Yeah, I'm feeling empowered, and thank you guys. <laughs> Nothing he can't do. Check I this love out. that. And then I jump. Whoa! He just levitated. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> All right. Next question. What has been the best thing about the experience making the show so far? Hmm. That's I would question. say getting to laugh with this group of people. Um this is a group of people that didn't, we've never all improvised together before this, but I definitely missed doing improv with everyone here. And so it's nice to have an excuse to meet up once a week and laugh at the funny things your friends say. So I'd say that's the best part for me so far. Yeah. Yeah. I'm piggybacking off what Aaron said. That's definitely my number one is just like, that's, you know, this is, it is a lot of work, you know, to, to like put out an episode of this, a tip, like, you know, basically once a week. Um, and then a Patreon episode as well. So a lot of work goes into it. And I think it would be impossible if it wasn't such a goddamn blast. Like it's a joy to be with this group and be laughing. And I think if it wasn't, <laughs> we'd be in real trouble. Um, so <laughs> number one is definitely what Aaron said um, for me. Another really nice thing about this is, I'll only speak for myself uh, personally, but I wonder if other people feel the same way too, um, is that we all came from Chicago and we're in the improv scene and um, personally, you know, put a lot into it and got a lot back for sure. Like number one being the relationships and the people, but doing shows, you know, by the time we left Chicago, maybe like four or five shows a week being really dedicated, you know, blood, sweat and tears on, on the, on the Bentwood chairs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what you end up with is you have, you know, amazing relationships and really, really good chops. Um, 
as far as like what your style is, what, you know, kind of what your voice is potentially getting closer to that. And then, um, you know, good understanding of, of, of improv, right. And, and of, of the, the craft, but at the end of it, I think oftentimes like myself included, I felt like, okay, besides for the people who were in the room while that show happened, there's really not a lot to show for it to like point to and be like, yes, this happened. You know, it's your memories, which are, you know, more important than anything else and and your experience. But it is really nice to be a part of a project where we get to do something that like lives that I can re-listen to and go like, man, what a fun moment with my friends that we get to share with other people. So this is one of my first experiences and this stage of my life where I started to turn the corner and be like, okay, I, I get to do the things that I love doing, but now they're being recorded in a way that I can let other people in on the fun uh, and the experience yeah. of, of what we're doing. And I think that has been like, just having people enjoy it um, and being able to share it with others has been like a huge change over the last year. Uh, and I'm just incredibly grateful that I get to do it with these people and share it with others. It's we get to a share huge it with our moms. Our moms <laughs> yeah. get to listen to it. <laughs> I was I was gonna say like I I don't know about you all, but like for me, it's like my family, especially like getting to like watch or be party to performance that I've been doing. Like that was like mm-hmm. a rarity. Like that would be mm-hmm. like if mm-hmm. it coincided with a trip that my mom or my like sister had or brother had like to Chicago and I had a show like they could come to it. But like now it's like, you know, I was just home for Christmas and I was just having like, you know, my family were like, they're like, oh, I love listening to it because I love just like hearing you laugh and feeling like I get to be there with you. And just like, I love just like kind of goofing around, like feeling like I'm there and I'm getting to watch. Like it's something that like, you know, I didn't really know that like I wanted until now, till now is like, it's just like, it's so nice to hear from family members and they're like, they're investing like my siblings, they're, significant others are like texting me on a regular basis and being like, what's it like to like, you know, (laughs) like to when, when Sean starts doing the Jennifer voice, like, is it like, does he have to warm up to that? Like, or is that just like like, hours guys, hours, hours. it's really really bad actually. It's annoying as fuck. We hate it. 30 minutes of scales. It's necessary. (laughs) But like, you know, it's, uh, it's been like really amazing for that. And I think that's been like, for me, like a really cool thing because it was like, you know, something that I'd never really had. And now it's like, you know, my dad is like, oh, I want to join your Patreon. And like, and like, <laughs> like, <laughs> and, like to ask your hand our dads pa- to join our Patreons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because he's just like, oh, I like it. Like, I like to just like listen to this while I watch the birds at the bird feeder. Like, it's just so fun. Like, it's. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. It makes me feel closer to my family and it's just, it's just been an absolute blast to be a part of. And then, I mean, like also like, I think I had a relationship with like all of you guys and like we, I would consider us like friends before this, but like now I feel like party to your actual lives. Like, it's not Mm -hmm. just like I see you at a theater or Mm -hmm. something like that. And it's just like, Hey, we're friendly sort of thing. Now it's like. 
I ask, hey, how you doing? And I mean it. Like, you know, and, and, I, and, and, and God, I know what you mean. So I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah. And like vice versa. Like I Well, don't I, speak for us, but <laughs> I feel like for you guys, like I, I don't know, like we had some big stuff happen this this year, like within our personal lives. Like yeah. Waleed, you're about to be a dad, I'm gonna be having a baby, uh, uh, and I think this is the Has first that time been I've said announced? that. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I announced that on here, but it is happening. Woo! Oh my god, Woo! we can finally talk about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Craziest moment of the year is Ben had to listen to the Waleed baby announcement episode and be on the edge of his seat, knowing that he was also having a baby. So yes. go back and listen to Waleed's pregnancy announcement. And you'll which, hear the tension in Ben's voice. Which it, I will say, which is a Patreon episode. So this might also be, there's probably a lot of main feed listeners who might not know that I'm also having a baby. Oh, that's right. Woo! Yeah. Yay! <laughs> yes, Ben and I are having babies like a month and a half apart. Yeah. The is, same is, baby, right? Yes. The same baby. Yep. <laughs> really, really, the doctor was like, you don't want to do this. You guys shouldn't do this. <laughs> and we said, like, we got no, a podcast. This bring us closer together. <laughs> we need content, man. We need content. <laughs> but yeah, it's just been really good to get to know and be party to these big, real things in our lives and to, you know, care for you guys. And I, I'm excited to continue to care for you all. Uh, I, I hope you care for me. Yeah, we do, we do. Benny boy. God, we love you. Elizabeth and I, every time we hang out, one of us will say, isn't Ben the best? <laughs> every single time. Every time we hang out. She was literally here on Thursday you. under my weighted blanket, and we were like, Ben is just a dream. And we were like, <laughs> <laughs> Sean, I wanted to mention that nothing is funnier than people thinking that there's some sort of filter over the Jennifer voice. People don't <laughs> believe or know it's you. Like, I don't even think your parents knew it was you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My parents told me, which they thought was hilarious. And I think it's pretty funny, too. They're like, you know, for the longest time, we couldn't figure out who voiced Jennifer. We're like, <laughs> which one? Who's Jennifer? And then we realized it was you. <laughs> 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 and then I, we did um we did one of our shows at at the yard one of our Wednesday shows um here in L A and then afterwards um one of the fans asked that they were like hey uh, so how do you do like what effect do you put on the Jennifer voice and then I just like did it you know it's like actually it's just my regular voice. And then they were like, they just looked horrified. Yeah, it's scary. I mean, it's, it's really, really scary. scary. It's like a scary party. It's, it's scary really in recordings. Scary. It's scary in real life. It's scary everywhere. If we put out the videos of this, Jennifer would not be a popular character. Let's just, <laughs> let's just say Amen, Willie. Willie, do you want to hit us with another question? Yeah, I'll, I'll hit you with another question. What moment surprised each of you the most emotionally? I think, personally, the moment that surprised me the most emotionally being, well, two. Um, and I don't, I don't mean to take two here, but I will. So one <laughs> was because uh, Aaron Keefe, our very own Aaron Keefe, uh, DM'd one of the episodes, episode 20, and she crushed it, knocked it out of the park. And so in that episode, I also got the privilege of, you know, being just a player, um, actually more of an NPC uh, in that episode. 
And so uh, a lot of it was new to me. And so getting to, you know, experience the same as any listener, uh, some of the how it would go over with like, um, you know, uh, Coral reacting to her situation uh, was was a pretty big um, devastating blow and surprise. And then another one um, that was really, I was just pretty blown away from a performance standpoint, um, even though I was DMing this episode, was when Chip and Chalice had that confrontation in episode 21 mm-hmm. as Chip was leaving. Um, and I told, I don't know if I told both of you this, but uh, Aaron, Walid, and I specifically were on an improv team in Chicago called Wet Bus that got formed in like uh, 2015? Early, yeah. Something er, like that. Early 2015. So we've been performing together for, or, or like doing improv together for a really long time. And it brought me back to like rehearsals at Aaron's old apartment where I would get to watch specifically Walid and Aaron do more like emotional, grounded, intense improv scenes. And it's just like, it's so impressive to watch. And I'm just going to, I'm going to toot your guys' horns, toot toot. Because uh, it's one thing to like just be good at improv and get laughs however you get laughs. That's already incredible and so awesome. But then to have this other gear that you can throw it into that's dramatic, but also there's like still laughs sneaking within it, but just like devastating and honest and real, uh, it just like floored me. And like I've listened to that part like three times now and to improvise that, like that's not scripted, to improvise that emotional of a scene between two people where there's so much of a buildup, um, it's just so good. And it, it it emotionally devastated me. Even while we were recording, I, I remember tearing up and like, I don't know, I just, I thought that was great. That was fantastic. Thank you, Sean. That's very kind. Um, and thank you to the listeners who have said similar things as well. Um, one of the things emotionally that surprised me the most and this is, there were a lot of sappy moments in this season, a lot of tears. But one of the things that hit me emotionally from an angry perspective that I never thought would happen on this show <laughs> is in the episode where Beef, when he is being an asshole, the all bum release. Oh, yeah. And I will say, when we were recording this episode, Sean introduced the idea of a parakeet for us to carry beef around, and I straight out refused to do it. And I never, for some reason, I was so mad. I was like, Chip is, refuses that. to lift and carry beef <laughs> yeah. around. I, from like this weird, angry side of Chip is like, no way am I, do, am I doing this for beef. And that was a surprise That's for so me emotionally funny. to have, like to have that emotion while recording an episode of this show. Yeah, well, he got mad. I was mad. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, Sean, I, I that moment that you're talking about, I was think the end of it when Walid goes, um, and that's gonna, that's okay, I guess. Like, is so devastating and so Walid. And I remember, I got like, a, there was a little cry caught in the top part of my chest, and I was like, this is classic freaking Walid, <laughs> being the silliest person, but can also say the most devastating thing in a scene. Um, but my big surprising emotional moment was I did not write that Pepper dies at the end of that episode. <laughs> oh, we actually had moved brutal. on. And Elizabeth went, sorry, can we go back for a second? 
And I was like, <laughs> yeah. And then she was like, and then Peppa uh, curls up in Coral's neck uh, and closes his eyes for the last time in the place where he spent most of his life. And I lost my mind. It's the saddest thing I've ever heard. It's so sad and so good. And uh, I think made the episode um, uh, what it was that mm. moment. Amen. Hey, man, you wrote it. I just, I just kind of put some <laughs> no, notes No, that was all you. That was insane what you did. <laughs> um, obviously, also the end of that thing where you, that one, the Chips flashback. Oh, oh too sad, actually. Chips flashback, yeah, too, too sad. <laughs> too sad. Yeah, we're, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, skip We're not going to talk about that one. You don't yeah. need when that. When I realized that his scarf is his friend's scarf, I was like, "Yeah, fuck that." Yeah, fuck that. That's sad. <laughs> That's sad. Um, that was the goal. I was also going to say, uh, in Seb's flashback with his dog Cole, mm-hmm. like mm, your relationship yeah. with Cole was very emotional for me. That mm-hmm. was like one of the first emotional things. Your flashback really set the tone for all of the other. It was domino, and I feel like it affected every one afterwards. And yeah, I think that your flashback, Seb's flashback, was like an emotional, the first emotional, like, oh my God, this guy is so sad. And (laughs) this story, like Cole... The, his relationships are so important to him. And I don't know. It was just like it really set the tone for the rest of the flashbacks. Um, I think, yeah, I think that I I agree. I agree in a certain way. And I thought, yeah, I think Seb's flashback, but all the flashbacks were just like they added such like another dimension to all of our characters that it was, you know, tragic but necessary because it's just like. All of a sudden, it's just like, you know, beef makes perfect freaking sense now. Like, sort of, like there's mm-hmm. like something you're like, oh, God. And I remember specifically with Rumspringer violence uh, and like talking about kind of like the idea behind it and all the ideas that like Sean was like kind of pitching towards me. And like, this is what he was thinking and what I was thinking. Like, it was like, oh, this has to be a little bit tragic to work, like, or else, like, it's just weird. Uh, And I don't know, like, it's uh, that, I think that episode, first off, was just, like, it felt like it was, like, D&D heavy, like, with, like, you know, actions, roles, and stuff like that in a way that I I didn't remember us doing before that, necessarily, but it was also, like, really kind of dialed up and I think overarching for season two we were able to kind of dial up just like you know both the the sitcom little funny aside jokes but also like just like good vocal acting and like good story <laughs> like I was just like I remember just like leaving that session it was like a late night Tuesday session and just like you know couldn't fall asleep until like 2.30 a.m. Just because I was just like replaying moments and being like, oh, wow. And then, oh, yeah, that one part where, and it was just so fun and so easy to, like, it's intimidating to be like, this episode is fully about me. This episode is like, you know, my whole background uh, to an extent so far. Like, that, that, that could very easily be overwhelming, but it was like, you know, these side characters and all of those kind of like holding the hand and like, you know, making those punches just land so much harder, which is so 
they were just fun. Like I, I, I left all of those sessions just have having had an absolute blast. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Like speaking, it's just... speaking of those flashback sessions, I just rolled again. And one of the questions that somebody asked are, "What were some of our favorite alternate characters that we played throughout the season, which usually oh, took place in those flashbacks?" Uh, I'd love to hear like what people thought their own were, or what you thought other people's favorites were. I loved in my flashback I loved all y'all being the <laughs> the other the pigs. pigs. <laughs> what were your oh, names? Yeah. Ro- <laughs> oh yeah, I was I think I was Rosie. You were Rosie yeah. O'Donnell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I loved yeah, I mean anytime you get to be something like like a character yeah. like that. The uh will leads um, in particular his voice for it. I can hear it in my head. <laughs> <laughs> ringing <laughs> um i have my answers i think it was in the most in the last episode elizabeth's uh like rumpelstiltskin character oh my god was sort of a miracle of a character <laughs> and then my favorite that i got to play i think was wanjik and rumspringer oh my of violence. <gasps> yeah i get i i i play with all the people in the world who are the best at playing like kooky old men um, in every comedy thing I do, so I don't get to play something like that that often. And for Sean to <laughs> assign me that character felt like such a joy. I had a, I could be that guy all day yeah. and have a oh, good so time. good. It's one of my faves for sure, hands down. The Jessica Simpson. Yes, I was like, what was that scent? (laughs) (laughs) Also, shout out to Stinky, uh, whose name I didn't know. I love Stinky. Stinky. I absolutely love Stinky. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Love Stinky. I also, I really liked playing uh, both Stewie Smalls and the Jennifer flashback. And that's, again, a moment where I genuinely got angry at Sean. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for, for Jennifer not being serious as like Jennifer was not taking anything seriously and I just got mad as Stewie like you have to be genuine for one second and we'll forget that's you. a great moment because you can hear yourself and, working yourself up in yeah. and it, that's yeah. what into a tizzy yeah and that's what was my favorite part is that you can hear the moment you you pop off uh, and then the oh. other is in in Rumspring of Violence. I liked playing. Uh, I don't even remember his name, but the captain, uh, the pirate captain, <laughs> Marfiosa. Yeah. Marfiosa. Oh, he was really fun. That was and very I know fun. We're taking a ton of time, but I I wanted to say this earlier, and it just came up again. Speaking of like Rumspring of Violence and like balancing these things of like high intense storytelling drama and comedy, I thought a moment that was like packed full of both and like a very intoxicating, exciting way was when Seb doesn't get the satisfaction of even getting to kill Marfiosa himself. He just goes like, no, I'm dying, I'm dying. And he dies. And then Seb screams and explodes his head. (laughs) I forgot about that. It's so unhinged. It's hilarious, but it's also tragic. It's like, it's this crazy amalgamation of feelings. It's, It's awesome. I got one more thing to say was I loved Sean playing Prince Cicero. I think oh Sean makes such God. a good yes, <laughs> high status per, or low status person who thinks they're high status. And I, it was so fun to get to hear him really get to relax in an episode and not have to hold everything together and just be funny. Yeah. He reminded me of a character in, Ala- in Aladdin, like this guy that I feel like I can't even, I can't even, I don't even think the character even had a name, but you literally, 
I just was seeing that <laughs> Aladdin. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I gotta go watch Aladdin now. But you definitely <laughs> made me think of someone from there. Well, that that was a fun one, um, and I really enjoyed playing him. I was concerned uh, uh, bef- going into it. I was like, this you know character looms pretty large in the universe that we've set up as like a big bad. Um, he's effectively the king, you know, still is um, over Frasier. So, uh, and we need, and he's a bad guy. And so trying to like make sure that he's like still scary, uh, but do that in a funny way was a fun tightrope to walk. And it ended up being like a total blast, even more fun than I thought it would be. Um, and then, yeah, I think we've said a lot of, I, one, one that hasn't been mentioned yet, uh, is, uh, Swisher Sweets, um, (laughs) the leader of the. Horny improv babies. <laughs> the horny improv babies. <laughs> and one of the hardest I laughed during the entire season of recording is uh, that character Swisher after talking to Chip for two hours going, wait, who are you? <laughs> I don't know an Elmo. I don't know an Elmo. <laughs> oh, so uh, fucking funny. That was uh, so fun. And then um, another one that comes to mind was... Um, Elizabeth's, what was her name? Uh, Gorgina Georgina. Gorgina Georgina. Georgina. <laughs> with supple with fingers. With the fingers, with long, ten, <laughs> sup, sup, long, supple fingers. <laughs> so funny. <sighs> Do you have a favorite episode or moment from the season? And you can say a couple. Um, but I would love to hear people's like superlatives of favorites. I'll start if that's easier. Yeah. Um, I love in the uh, repairs congregate. Is that the name of it? Yeah. Uh, the superhero one that will lead <laughs> did the bit of as himself trying to convince us, the other performers, that Chip wasn't that character. <laughs> so not only is Chip trying to convince everybody that he's not uh, the red rhino, but he's also trying to convince us as people. I think that's so deeply silly <laughs> and funny, and I love it. Um, I don't know what you're talking I also, about. <laughs> oh, see, this is what I mean. Um, and I loved uh, the uh, Lord Servamore and Crumbs. I think that was my favorite episode of the series so far. Um, and then I loved the Rashawn episode. I think that, like, the idea that she's just sort of omnipresent as the Countess is <laughs> so funny to me and such yeah, a funny concept. She was at concept. the wedding. She was for sure at the wedding. She's just always around now. Um, so those are some highlights of the season for me. Yeah, definitely a highlight for me uh, is Maggie Winters coming oh, up to the show. Yeah, that yeah. is the hardest most consistently. I think I've laughed throughout a recording. When she was interviewing us individually <laughs> about us wanting to have sex with one another, it is the hardest I laughed during the show. Um, she is just She's just too funny and in a way... That is both mean and fun. And I, I, I really appreciate that because I feel like that's not something that I have a skill set for. So shout out to Maggie. I think going back to some of my favorite moments were, I guess, during those like those those guest episodes, but like also like when we were together. I, but in that Rashawn one, especially when Aaron, when you figured out that you were just going to go to the. I was going to uh, say that. Yes. Go to the uh, the funeral home, the three mm-hmm. doors down, Krypton, Kryptonite. Kryptonite. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you were just going to concoct a deal for like blood with that. And how like that was just like totally came 
I was like in the moment so impressed and in awe. I was like, dear fucking God, Aaron just made this the most brilliant choice. Like improv is choices, but like that's fucking genius level. That's IQ 152. Like that is so, (laughs) that was like, that was so impressive to me. Uh, And I just loved that episode for so many reasons, but it was like, that was like the perfect tie to what felt like the perfect episode and one of my favorite that we've recorded so far. And that was so, 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 so fun. That's really weird, um, Ben. Are you reading my notes? Because <laughs> yeah, you're like saying um, everything I'm thinking and I'm like, all right, well, what what am I going to say? <laughs> well, you, sh- you shouldn't have shared that Google Doc, oh. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. You know what another great small moment is that I feel like doesn't get talked about enough uh, is the portrait runner throughout the comment box two episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That oh. is a highlight for me Chalice about Chalice farting and portraits. Is... <laughs> That's oh, a real also idea. unrelated. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah. I got to yeah, say yeah. one of my favorite parts at the end of comment box is when Walid is, is a, he does not make mistakes, man. He knows what he's saying. He knows he's cool cat, man. But at the <laughs> end of that one, cause I had a, I did notes on it. I was listening to it and he, when you go, when you're like, I'm going to take the chest, you wanted to say, I'm going to take the chest and like close the lid or something, but yes. you could not for the life of you say, <laughs> say it. And you were, <laughs> and oh, it was just, I such, just said, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to hear like the actual improviser, like, oh, it was just so funny. And you were so funny. And it was so funny. <laughs> Uh, that's such a good one. I I was thinking, uh, generally, I just love this season where a lot of guests coming in is such a fun, exciting energy, and I love when guests take the reins, and it just ends mm-hmm. up in such a crazy different place than, you know, I thought maybe it would end up going into it, and that's, like, the same for so many of our guests. When I'm just looking at the list, like, Maggie, Andrew, uh, Maggie Winters, Andrew Robinson, Kennedy Baldwin, Thomas Sanders, like, Every single one of those, it was like, oh, my God, how did we get here? What fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, one moment I was just thinking of, thinking of the uh, Beef's super fan episode with Kennedy Baldwin. When Beef sees that <laughs> <laughs> that his super fan's parents are locked up and Beef reacting to that, <laughs> realizing in real time how <laughs> dire this situation is. Oh, <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> I remember just so dying laughing. And then Beef like being so... That's another point where I felt like, yeah, Oh, Chip... no, yeah, we're good, yeah. Yeah, Chip that was whole... like actually straight up mad with Beef. <laughs> yeah, being like, that was another... You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> I see this. Beef imme- immediately getting into shape. He's in prison yes. for two seconds and he starts acting. I saw that so perfectly in my head. Like, Waleed, I think I said I had sneakers and then Waleed, like, added this light up sneaker oh, light to up it. Sneakers. Yeah. yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. that's a moment I see in my head when Will- Chip is, like, running down with the keys 
and he looks at beef and the the and in my head just the most indifferent look like he's holding on he has one hand holding onto the pole other hand is just by his side mm-hmm. nothing no expression on his face <laughs> like no expression of please help Shoes me blinking yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then chip um, just being so pissed at him being like what the f- like why are you being like this uh i love a chip beef moment just the absolute stubbornness that can come from both of them. of them. It's so funny. <laughs> um, I there's uh, two more things I wanted to mention. Uh, one, the two like lines, like very specific lines that ring in my head are when Hanson in the purple peri petals episode meets Pepper, and he goes, "Who is this?" or "What is that?" <laughs> like my favorite line of the season. And then also when Jennifer and Jennifer's boyfriend episode is wearing a pin that says fuck jazz. Yeah. I don't know why that's the funniest detail ever, but I I mean that's like But Jennifer, the you, love you love jazz. You love jazz. Oh, one that my my brother quoted to me from um I think it's from Repairs Congregate is they're talking to the red rhino and they're like, "Well, Chip loves saving people and, and adventures. We, sh- we should go wake Chip up. He's just sleeping upstairs. And then the red rhino goes, oh, he's if, if someone's sleeping, you gotta let him sleep. You gotta <laughs> let him sleep. <laughs> you gotta like, let people sleep. <laughs> we're dissecting that. It's like someone delivering something and just the inflection, using the inflection of their voice to make it seem like it's a thing that everybody knows. Yeah. <laughs> as a way to convince someone to do something. <laughs> oh, so good. All right, I rolled. We got another question. Um, when are you guys releasing merch? We do. <laughs> Y'all. Y'all, there's merch. <laughs> Especially at uh, at the release of this episode. There is new merch that came out on Monday the 9th. So go to tpublic.com slash D. You could get some fun t-shirts with all your favorite characters, the bottoms up logo. Uh yeah, a lot of a lot of fun things. And that's T public bio. T E Yeah, link in bio. Yes. T E E. If you go to the if you just go to tpublic.com and you search sitcom D and D or any of our names, I believe I tagged all of our names. It'll it should oh, pop perfect. up. Uh yeah. So and the new merch, really good looking. Really excited yeah. for that stuff. Yeah, sexy, sexy hot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to blow sexy hot. some cash on that. Bras. Sure. <laughs> We're selling bras and underwear. <laughs> Beef, yeah. bras. Bras. Beef bras. Beef bras. <laughs> Beef bras. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, here's my money. Oh, <laughs> uh, This is a great question. I like this one. Uh, are we ever going to see the blacksmith shop with chip beef and chalice? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have to. A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's gonna have to be like a three episode arc. We're gonna do we'll do something big for that because I feel yeah. like that's a big deal. Yeah. Whether it's on the main feed of the Patreon, it has to be done. Would you guys ever consider adding an after show podcast to the Patreon? Oh, that'd be f- I mean, it would be fun. Um yeah. it would be fun. Yeah. I think if especially if it wasn't an hour, like whoever yeah. like Sean and then whoever helped write the episode, maybe just the two of them. Pop it on and talking about the structure of the episode, and or or like we're that. gonna have to get something like I'm trying to think of the actual after shows that exist on television of television shows, and it's a host that is totally unrelated to the podcast <laughs> and yeah. doesn't listen to the podcast that doesn't even listen. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just Ryan Seacrest is going to be hosting <laughs> our after show. Oh God, I can't you wait. heard it here first. <laughs> we got the crest. <laughs> we did it. Will there ever be a season entirely outside of the bar on some grand quest or road trip, or is the bar too central to the serialized sitcom nature of the show to abandon? That's a great question. Putting yeah. some serious thought into this and um, just just for like the evolution of the show itself, I think when it was like just me every week being like, oh, I got to come up with something really funny and a concept. It's kind of how the first like, I don't know, 14 episodes went. Um, then it changed into like, we should kind of map out the general direction we're going and some fun one shot concept ideas and character arcs before we even jump into the season to like flesh it out. And now from where the first season, I was like, I don't know how I'm even going to come up with 44 episodes. Now with everyone's help, it's been like, whoa, we, it seems like we almost have an infinite amount of episode ideas, especially mm-hmm. when you introduce things like uh, flashbacks or like if we saw different characters in the same world do, you know, a, a different type of sitcom. So it's like I, I'm not even worried about ever running out of episode concepts at this point. But whenever it seems fun to us and we want a change of pace, I think it would be a great fun thing to do at, I don't even know what level it would be um, or what season, but to kick things off into a, you know, an epic quest in the style of a traditional D&D campaign where potentially, you know, the fate of all of syndication hangs in the balance. Um, I think that is something that is definitely not off the table. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think uh I think it works really well in terms of our format as a sitcom and a TV show because there are a lot of examples of television shows and sitcoms where they do leave a space for a long time. A good example I can think of is the last season of Regular Show where they're in space the whole time. Uh it feels like it's ripe for we could just pick a place and set ourselves there for a while cuz obviously the show as much as it can be about the bar bottoms up, it's really about the four or five main characters. So it doesn't matter where we are. The show is going to be able to have infinite ideas. And let's just document this. That's the closest Jennifer has ever gotten to be included as a main character. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, he misspoke. Yes. Or, or yes. five. Oh, um, five is, sorry, five is Countess. Five. <laughs> uh yeah, I think we laid the groundwork for that in this season because we, I mean, each one of those uh, flashbacks wasn't in, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like wasn't in the bar or bar centric. Maybe it ended up there or like, you know, it was flashing forward or flashing back to the present and we were there and everything. But it's like we we had episodes where we left the bar this season. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I totally in my mind. Yeah, I can see it. And I think it's coming. And this is a bit of a spoiler, but we've mapped out season three, and it feels like we leave the bar a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is true. This season, I think the most we've ever had. Correct me if I'm wrong, y'all, but like the thing that I would want to remain true to, like the only thing I'd be like grasping onto a bit when it comes to sitcom D and D, is that the majority of the episodes have a beginning, middle, and end. That's what I would think would be the key difference yeah. between sitcom D&D and like a traditional Dungeons and Dragons podcast where it's like, okay, like an hour and a half has passed. This seems like a good kind of like, you know, place to leave off on a cliffhanger or like a general conclusion has been made. But with sitcom D&D, not that it has to be completely self-contained, but that when you get into an episode, you will hear a beginning, middle, 
and end on the majority of episodes, which is, yeah. I think, really, really, it's been fun for us to to try yeah. to do and tackle. I, I agree. And I feel like one of the highest pieces of praise that we've gotten from folks is the re-listenability of this podcast. The fact yeah. that a lot of people are going back to it already, like it's their favorite sitcom, uh, but in podcast form. And I think the episodic nature of it really helps for that. So that you can go back and just go listen to your favorite episode and you don't feel like you are, you know, diving into the middle of something. You can just listen to your favorite episode, which is yeah. fun. I know that's something that I do with my favorite sitcoms. It's like, I'm not going to go watch the first three seasons to go finally see my favorite episode. Uh, yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. I think the highest praise too, that goes right along with that is when people say um, it feels like, listening to a tv show like it's like mm-hmm. a tv show in audio format which is you know what we're what we've been going for really um i love when when i hear that yeah which muppet would play the characters in a muppet <laughs> spinoff oh Aaron? god i mean you know Aaron. Um, <laughs> well there always has to be one human so I have to decide who, what human is playing who. Me but I is think Jennifer. That Chalice... People love seeing the visual of that. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, I mean, Rizzo as Jennifer is so perfect. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Well, like that kind of uh, But I sense. think Miss, uh, Miss Piggy as Chalice. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. uh, Fozzie as Beef. <laughs> or Gonzo as Beef. Gonzo Ooh. as Beef would also work for me. Yeah. Um... I think Kermit and Seb feel, or Scooter. <laughs> Scooter Kermit or Seb. Scooter is Seb. Yeah. And yeah. then I think Chip being the human or the makes big sense, bird. though. But if a oh, random Sesame Street character. <laughs> throw a Sesame oh, whoops. Street into it. <laughs> um, whoopsies. Well, speaking of that, there's actually another question that I am curious to hear. And it was, mm-hmm. if... We made a, uh, I'm not even going to roll for this one, but if we made a live action version of sitcom D&D, what actor would you want to play your character, not including us? Oh, I love this question. Seb would have to be British, that's for sure. Eddie Redmayne. Oh, okay, Eddie Redmayne. Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe, for sure. My Daniel Radcliffe would be a good Seb. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, he would be so good. Oh, that's really good. That's really good. Someone said Danny DeVito for beef on the Discord. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, obviously. That's so that's great. That's a great beef. But then my my that's such a good beef. second would be my close second um is my two year old nephew. <laughs> <laughs> for, what about um, for me? What about Chris Hemsworth for Chip? Oh, I was picturing yeah, I was picturing. It's funny. I was picturing somebody less like beefy, like Seth Rogen. Oh, oh, yeah, that works really well. So, if I had a beefy pick, my beefy pick would be Dave Bautista. So that's mm. that's who first came to mind. Now, but oh, now you've they... you've uh, intrigued me with Seth Rogen. What if it was like um, a young John Goodman? Oh, John Goodman! Oh, would be so I love perfect. that. Yeah. Yes. And he's he's sitcom royalty, baby. Yeah. Absolutely. Jeez. Sign me up. Chalice, what do you got? So what do we got? We got Miss Piggy. We got 
<laughs> oh, yeah. Honestly, Miss honestly, Miss Piggy, still Miss Piggy would be actually perfect for me. With John Goodman. But also, <laughs> uh, for me, also like maybe like a little bit younger Leslie Mann. Oh, Leslie Mann. Feels oh, like right to me. Like so how vulnerable good. she can be. Um, Nailed it. I don't know. Also, like Catherine O'Hara when she was younger, I feel like <sighs> could. Do These it. Are all great. Uh, Parker Posey. Oh, Parker Posey would be good. These are great. Yeah. What about Jennifer? <laughs> a live action Jennifer. A real rat. We both said that at the same time. Aaron. What the hell? Hi, hey, girl. Oh how God. long have you been here? How are you, girl? <laughs> I mean, I've been loving the way your hair looks. I like the bangs. Thanks. It's. I'm trying to get it out of my face. Sorry. What were we talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, okay. This one, this question goes back to another question, but I think it's very fun because uh, I've, I feel like I've heard y'all talk about this, which is in the flashback episodes, or I guess in any episode, were there any alternate concepts for alternate characters that we played? Mm. Oh, so like instead of Aaron playing Stinky, she'd play someone completely different kind of a thing? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Think so. Yeah, I feel like we would. It's like whoever was writing that episode or con- like mapping it out got to be in charge of the character assignment, and we would get individually the email of the character that they would like the vibe that they we they'd like us to play. That's true. Yeah, yeah. and a lot of the time it was like we got free reign to make up the name and the what they look like and their vibe yeah. and like go off of the vibe the concept writer wanted like Georgina Gorgina Georgina Sean emailed me your character is a tiefling wizard right and I think so that sounds right and like could you think of her name and what she looks like. <laughs> and you said, oh, yeah. And I said, oh, <laughs> yes, I can. So it's like you get the person gets to have the freedom of who they create. But like with mm. this like structure already given to us. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, the closest that that ever happened was with CCW. How I was like, you know, his his little bit throughout the episode was that he was workshopping the character. And so, like, I was just doing, like, a number of voices. So, Oh, my God. Yeah, so I think you guys heard that. So. But, yeah, for the most part, it was just kind of, like, laid out, and it was, like, go hog wild on kind of this base idea, and that was just super-duper fun. All right, next question. You did a lot of important flashbacks. What are some other past events that you'd like to explore? Ooh. I mean, we already talked about the blacksmith thing. Mm-hmm. But I would love to do an episode that is a classic sitcom thing where we see when their paths crossed when they didn't even realize it. Yes. Very classic sitcom. Love that. um, I love stuff like that. Um, But also, like, Chip and Seb and Chip and Beef, they all have, like, such rich histories together as duos. Um, And I would love to see, like, origin of... I mean, I know we saw, like, the interview, but on the Patreon. But I think like 
old friendship stuff with them, I think would be really fun to see. Yeah, yeah I definitely would love to see Chip and Seb in high school. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. 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 Me too. I don't know. I, I think there's like some like, you know, aside things. One that I've seen like on the Discord is like people in the uh, the episode with Andrew Robinson, there's an elephant in the basement or something <laughs> that, that was like my like pitch machine. Yes. Someone's like, we they got to talk about the elephant. And I've like totally forgot after recording that we did that. But I keep seeing that. I'm like, oh, Yeah. So I feel like, you know, exploring some of those kind of like tangential kind of throwaway characters is always really, really, really fun. But uh, yeah. There's also a huge push on the Discord. I don't know if this was is a flashback or not, but a, a mass movement to explore Jennifer acquiring a ghost killing gun. Uh, so it has to be acknowledged. Is it a mass movement or is it one awesome person who yeah. posts about it has every created day? created five different accounts. <laughs> <laughs> I know that people reached out to me. They were loved the Chalice Mom flashback, but I know people want to see more Chalice in like mm-hmm. the royal world. And so I'd love to see more of that. All right. Here's a big one. How is everyone so sexy? No. Is that no the Elizabeth one wrote that. question? <laughs> that is the Elizabeth question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Ben, you get five points. Okay. Ben yes. gets five points. I genuinely, oh, on points. I genuinely forgot I submitted that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were offended at first. How could somebody r- write such things about us? Uh, but, uh, but honestly, Elizabeth, it's a good question. How is everybody so sexy? Can you answer it for all of us, Elizabeth? What makes each of us so sexy? <sighs> Hydration. <laughs> I was going to say Sarah V for me. <laughs> Sarah V. <laughs> yeah. I'm in agreement. That's three. <laughs> Would you ever swap characters for a day to see what it's like to play each other? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, I think uh, every every year we go. Is this the time for body, body swap? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the longer Friday. we wait, the better it'll be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, however, I wonder if this question is almost different because a body swap episode, right? I'm still playing Chip. I'm just in Chalice's body, or I'm just Chip in Beef's uh, body, as opposed to us actually trying to play each other's characters. Well, in a body swap episode, though, you would be voicing. Okay, so you're saying, like, you would be Chalice in Chip's body, but you're still like you would have your skill set and everything. Right. So I guess this is, and this is when we, it's where we break down body swap episodes or body swap movies in general. So in a body swap thing, in a podcast form, I guess would if Chalice and I switched bodies. Would I be playing Chalice or would I be playing, would I be playing Chalice in Chip's body or would yes. I be playing Chip in Chalice's body? I think, I you, think you would be playing Chalice in Chip's body. Like you have playing. Chip's voice, but you okay. are Chalice in your body. Because like the way that I think about it physically, right, is your vocal cords don't change when, so when a new consciousness enters your body. And okay. so you are Chalice in Chip's body talking gotcha. sounding like chip but really like your inflections and everything in a way that you would talk would it would be kind of like chip almost doing a chalice impression 
Now, I mm. have to, I, I do agree with you, but I know there's listeners out there that are screaming Scooby-Doo and Gravity Falls, because those are examples of television and movies where the voices do not switch or that the voices go with the character. And right? I think the comedy there Am comes I from high? The yeah, I think I'm- To me, to me. <laughs> what is happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> the listeners get it. They get it. Y'all know what we're talking about. Good. I so is it a Scooby Doo or a Scooby Don't? Stay is it a Scooby Doo or Freaky Friday? That's those are the two different options. So if you Freaky watch Friday, the Scooby Doo movie in the Scooby Doo movie, like you'll see, Fred is talking, hey, but man, Velma's we voice is coming on. out. No, 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 this is important. Oh. Somebody asked it. Somebody asked. Uh, but yeah, but then in Freaky Friday, obviously they keep their own voice. <laughs> I can't believe you're still talking about it. I could do everyone's yeah, voice. So we're... And oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's the third option that we didn't even consider. It's Elizabeth oh, just, does. The, all I just do all of it, and we all sit silently. Oh, honestly, it's like the Janet episode of Good Place where she plays all the characters. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. would watch uh, Elizabeth do that. Speaking of Elizabeth, the next question I rolled is: Is Beef an actual character or just Elizabeth sitting in front of a mic? <laughs> <laughs> wow! Okay, too mean, too mean, too mean, too mean, too mean. And that one is also from Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, answer the question. I mean, that is the question of the hour. That is the question. Um, she doesn't. Know. I don't know, man. <laughs> so there have been times where we'll so we'll have to pause an episode. Like I'm thinking of. Oh my god! I'm thinking of the second episode of the season. Um, it's Uncle Sadstone, and we're like we had to pause the episode to like figure out some kind of logistical thing, and we're like, oh, we should do a um, sing off, and we're like, great. And then Sean go is like, okay, right before we record, he's like, okay, what do you think you're gonna do? Like, what is Beef gonna do? And I, <laughs> and I, and I remember saying like, we'll just have to wait and see. Because I like truly. <laughs> and then you're like, I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't fucking know. Beef knows. Like I and and then we started recording and then I came out and everything that I sang and did, I literally like I just blacked out. I don't know. It's just sometimes it's like it's, it's, it's I think it's a combination of both. But also who who the hell knows? The way you're talking about it makes it sound like you get possessed by beef. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> I don't know, man. I think I'm I'm I'm, I'm meeting with uh, some uh, priests after this, so yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Good call. If you, as people, could hang out with the bottoms of a crew for one day, what would you do that day? Die. I probably would <laughs> <die>. Yeah. <laughs> Drink, die. Drink and die. Yeah. I'd love to play some beef darts. Would love I would to play some, beef darts. Yeah, that beef was darts. my first thought, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I want to play uh, baseball, like when they play baseball in the uh, comment <laughs> box, too. I'd want Chip <laughs> yeah. to drive us around. <sighs> Just drive us around. Puts his ass yeah. I want to be cradled. I want to sit... Uh, Shotgun. Shotgun in his in his arms. <laughs> I would love to try yeah. a pot of orange from Jennifer just to see what, oh, what does I that taste like. That that is you are gonna die. I think. Yeah, that's <laughs> how you get Jardia. Uh, 
I think it'd be fun. We do it a lot, but to get thrown by, uh, I mean, that would kill me, but uh, get thrown by Chip. I think that happens a lot, but the idea. It's our solution to everything. (laughs) That's my goal for season three is have Chip have to throw people less. What piece of improvised lore that is now canon surprised or delighted you the most? Oh, that's a great question. Penis is a fruit. Yes. Oh, good answer, man. A hundred percent. That we, when we drive, it's just us holding each other. Yeah, that's wonderful. <laughs> but there that's was wonderful. one more. Is... I really love, I, uh, the, I feel kind of st- stupid bringing it up because I, it was my idea, but like, it was the prophet. <laughs> Waleed does this all the time. I know. I do that all the time. <laughs> If it's good, it's good. What you know? There's nothing you could um, say about uh, it. Is turning profit into a bad word? I oh my am doing yeah. it. There was some debate about that, and Elizabeth, you were 100 percent right. It was the it first makes it so much. Fun. Yeah, I was like, for some reason, when I was doing notes on that one, I was like, I got this like bug in my head where I was like, profit's got to be a bad word. It just it has to be for them. So then I like texted the group, be like, guys, let's just bleep every time we say profit and it's bad, but like make it sloppy. And they let me do it. And, uh, and it was really fun. I loved making that choice. Another one that got brought up earlier in the episode, but I'm like, this is at such a fun dimension to the show moving forward is a fun sucker with Countess always being there. Uh, at night uh, <laughs> and like always being just out of shot it's so funny and like it changes the way I think about the show sometimes and I love that I think I don't know why but Brad Pitt just an actor that lives in a <laughs> hole in town to me I'm like well that's what this is all about that's some good old fashioned fun is it this season when we hide out there yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, in the last man standing yes oh, what, that's a good one one of my favorite characters that got introduced and thankfully i was so glad when they got back brought back later is benjamin from rum spring of violence that little (laughs) the little thing of just naming him and giving him a personality just added so much to that character and uh, is that was so fun i'm so glad that benjamin came back well and it's still alive right we didn't kill benjamin right what happened yeah what happened there is like there was you know, which I think will lead you came up with all the names for all the the dread pirates, um, yes. like yes, Evil yes. Dread Two and all that. Right? There's like thirty of them, and then I was like out of breath, uh, like adding voices to them while basically Seb just cut them down like butter <laughs> one by one, and then Elizabeth in a in an attempt to just have my back so I could catch my breath for a second voices Benjamin and so that just singled Benjamin out as the only one who kind of had any humanity or a soul for a second <laughs> and then we like just learned more and more each like action turn about Benjamin and then it was so fun that Benjamin survived because then it allowed you know that's one thing that like wasn't foreseen but it was like oh yeah yeah this if one of them got away what a great like you know claw back to their own captainhood and coming back for for Seb and revenge um, so yeah, that's just like a fun little example of like how one little choice that like Elizabeth made to, to help a friend in need, uh, turned into like a, a, a crazy arc, uh, on the show. 
I want that Benjamin, yeah. since he's still alive, to just keep coming up once in every season, trying to fight Seb. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. trying to ruin his yeah. life. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I liked, um, well, Dr. Pibb was established in this season, mm-hmm. right? Or was he in the he first season? Season, season one. one. He was in season yeah. one. I love, though, in this season, how, like, Sean, you said something about, like, how, like, doesn't actually have a degree or something like that. And it was just kind of glanced over it and it was like, wait, fully just turned him into Mr. <laughs> yeah. <Pitt>. The whole, <laughs> the whole, <laughs> which I thought was just so funny. And then it comes up every time. It's like, no, 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 don't, don't call him doctor. Call him Mr. <laughs> Pitt. <laughs> From there, then on out. I loved that detail. It was so fun. All right, let's do one final question. And I feel like this is a fun one to end on. Which is, were there any times recording where you had to stop from laughing too hard, either with bass cast or with a guest? And I think we can just sum that up as like, what what is one of the hardest moments you've laughed while recording during sitcom D&D? Aaron brought up the Max and Yvonne episode. We recorded, we had to record <laughs> that at like 7 a.m. Because they were in the UK. And mm-hmm. I... My brain was, I was laughing the whole time. Like, I was fully awake. Like, don't need a coffee. Just hang out with some British men, like comedians. Like, <laughs> you'll you'll be wide awake, like, laughing the whole time. They just were like, go, go, go. Joke, joke, joke. It was amazing. It was so good. But also a personal mm-hmm. one was freaking when w- I had to have, think of a... Uh, a secret that Willie Chip had to figure out and then he figured it out right away is last episode (laughs) I had to come up with a riddle I was just gonna bring that I was just gonna bring that up that is definitely one of the hardest I laughed is when that was your name (laughs) up there for me too besides that one another one from uh, 22 is when I asked, when Sean said there are feet right beside you, and I say, I checked to see if there are <laughs> ankles connected to the feet, and he said no. <laughs> and then later it's revealed that they were also not his hands holding the sticks. <laughs> like that is a perfect, that's just perfect joke telling. And it's incredible that we can make shit up on the spot. Uh, but another one, and I'll, and I'll throw this back at Elizabeth, is when in the Maggie episode, when Maggie is like essentially roasting us all in the meetings in the like one-on-one interviews and she's asked beef, hmm. you know, Chip wants to have sex with you. And Elizabeth goes, he does. <laughs> 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 and it's the most genuine surprise, like, ex- like, you know, like really taking it in. Like he does. <laughs> I, what it tickled me for some reason, uh, and I absolutely love that moment. In terms of laughter being cut out, um, uh, Grace and I cut out most of the times we really lost it in the choral flashback. Like there's a moment of Ben um, <laughs> doing the like basketball setup on a dummy that we yeah. would be like losing it yes. for a couple of minutes. <laughs> um, but to make the episode flow better, I cut out most of the laughing. But there's lots of good, but. Other than that, I feel like episode 22, we were kind of constantly laughing the whole time. Jennifer's stuck, I remember laughing really hard at. And then, I mean, Max and Yvonne. I don't think I've ever had an experience like that where I was just nonstop, like could not believe how funny they were being. I was also dying throughout 
when Maggie, that whole episode when when Maggie was on, mm-hmm. uh, and that was like one of my first tastes of, um, because you know with a guest coming on, it's such a big ask because it's like not just coming on for like an interview or a conversation. They have to play a character. All of our episodes have beginning, middle, and end, so you have to like fill them in on you know what the story concept is and what they're playing and all that. And some, you know. I basically want to take off or we want to take off as much work off a guest plate as possible. So be like, hey, you know, this is improv, so you can do whatever you want. But if you want uh, something to go by, this could be the general breakdown of the episode. And Maggie was one of those episodes where she's like, okay, this is the general concept. Got it. I am going to be a hurricane of hilarity. (laughs) (laughs) You are all at my beck and whim, ma'am doorknob style from the very beginning. Ma'am doorknob. Ma'am doorknob, shout out. And we were just (laughs) dying. I mean, I was just belly laughing like the whole time. Um, That definitely stands out. I mean, I remember like laughing really hard at every single time that Sean was like, you know what? You're going to say that you got hurt. You're actually going to have damage this season. Like it just kind of yeah. like that turn where it's like, oh, really? You want to get attacked by a raccoon? All right, roll that D4. All right. <laughs> like I always cracked me up and I was like, fine, I'll do it. I'll, pl- I'll play with this fire, literally. Uh, it was so fun. I love those. And then us making Sean roll for a joke he told in his speech in episode 22. Yeah. He's <laughs> holding him accountable. Sounds like crush. Roll for the joke. <laughs> roll for the joke. <laughs> this was so much fun. Man, I could I could honestly do this for another two hours. And I know we've got a lot of leftover questions. So if people want, maybe, you know, we'll we'll record another episode or something like this um, in the future. But what a joy to be able to do this and recap about a season that I personally feel great about and was so fun to record. You guys are the best, and all the listeners, you're the best, too. You're really, again, what make this show possible. I know it sounds like kind of like a a cliche, but it's true that, like, we just couldn't make this. We couldn't afford to make this if people weren't great and listen to it and and, and give their support in the Patreon and all that stuff. So thank you so much. Um, We're excited to, to keep churning it out. We're super excited about what's coming for season three. Um, hopefully if everything stays on track, you know, that will only be a couple of weeks away, less than a month away. Um, so thank you and, uh, everyone get home safe. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Sitcom D&D is comprised of Elizabeth Andrews, Ben Briggs, Aaron Keefe, Waleed Mansour, and me, Sean Coyle. Arnie Parrott wrote the theme song, and Sean Marr did the editing on this one. That's a wrap on season two, y'all. But we'll be back with the first episode of season three on February 14th. But if you just can't wait a whole month for more content from the sitcom D&D crew, consider joining our Patreon. The support from our patrons is what makes this show possible. It's how we pay for editors, equipment, and all the expenses that go into creating the show that we love. So hop on now for just five bucks a month and get access to over 50 hours of content instantly. And for those of you who are already subscribed to our Patreon, shout out to the Kitchen Rats! This week's episode is... Elizabeth's Diary Entries Part 4. 
The saga continues. Elizabeth and Aaron read diary entries from Elizabeth's tween-age diary and commiserate about the humor and tragedy that emanate from that time in life. I honestly think that this series alone is why half of our patrons continue to support every month. I'm not even kidding. So sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash sitcom D&D and get in on the fun. Also, with the end of season two, we've got a big merch announcement. That's right. You can head to tpublic.com slash sitcom D&D and get your hands on new character-specific merch. Whether it's a Seb mug, a Jennifer sticker, a chalice tote bag, a chip magnet, or a beef shirt, you can get yours now at tpublic.com slash sitcom D&D. Link in bio. And... If you want to keep up with the gang and get sneak peeks at upcoming episodes and future guests, you can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at sitcom D&D. That's sitcom and then the letters D-N-D. Okay, I think that's it for now. And thanks, as always, for listening. That was a HeadGum Podcast.